0: Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe. Nauman, joined by Pastor Neil Radical. How are you doing today, Pastor? I'm blessed. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, this morning we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on Galatians chapter 5. So we kind of inadvertently did a Galatians series in our uh, weekly sermon. So it would have been three sermons ago now. I started in Galatians chapter 3 and we talked about the old covenant and the new covenant and how actually the new covenant's older than the old covenant. And it, it traced back to Abraham when God made that promise to Abraham that in his seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Well, later on, God gave the Mosaic covenant, the old covenant, the law. And he said, uh, you know, you got to keep God's law. But we read that in the New Testament, Jesus fulfilled that Old Testament law and established this new covenant, which fulfilled that promise made to Abraham so long ago. And so it, the gospel is the new covenant in Jesus' blood, which gives us, the forgiveness of sins. So that's Paul's point is, look, forgiveness is one in Christ Jesus, and that's his point of Galatians chapter 3. And then we move to Galatians chapter 5, and Pastor led us on a sermon yeah, based basically, on that. Yeah.
1: That's talking about, well, how should we live in this new covenant then? How should yeah. we walk with the Spirit versus the way of the world? So is that kind of contrast between how we walk according to an unrepentant lifestyle, living however we want, and then walking in that, new man, the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is living within us, you know, and how we walk according to his will and not our own, uh, satisfying the desires of our flesh, like uh, Paul says there.
0: Good. And then we got to Galatians 6 this last weekend where I talked about how, you know, even though, yes, Jesus has borne the burden of our sins, uh, he's placed us on this path through life. We still have burdens to bear as, as Bible-believing Christians. We have our our duties, our roles, our responsibilities that God gives us. And these are burdens, not the burden of sin, but it's a burden for us to bear these responsibilities on this earth. And we're not just to bear our own burdens, but Paul also encourages us to bear one another's burdens. And in doing that, we fulfill the law of Christ. So we kind of took these chunk by chunk, uh, chapter 3, chapter 5, chapter 6, which was all part of our pericope to build this whole uh, understanding of Jesus won salvation for us, walking the path through life, bearing our burdens, uh, and the burdens of others. But one chunk that we kind of skipped over and we thought it'd be nice to talk about today in connection with that whole theme uh, is from Galatians chapter 5. It's actually the verses right before Pastor Radical's sermon from last weekend. And this really details uh, not ju- not specifically uh, uh, with with our lives today. It deals with what was specifically going on in Galatia. Now we can definitely apply it to ourselves, but here we, we're going to see uh, some specific false teachings that were coming up there in Galatia, how Paul dealt with them, how he reprimanded those those uh, oh Foolish Galatians uh, for following these false teaching teachers and their false teachings. And then we can sure apply it to us today as well. So I'll read here from Galatians chapter 5, verses 7 to 15. Paul says, You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. So maybe I'll start Pastor asking the question, what is this uh, this false teaching that uh, followed after uh, Paul and his work there in the churches in Galatia?
1: The idea is, is very simply works righteousness, the idea that if they had to continue to keep the Old Testament covenant at least in circumcision in order to be saved... And so much of what Paul's writing to the Galatian Christians has to do with, are we free from the law for salvation? And this idea with the circumcision that there was some believers who were there in the Galatian churches, there are multiple churches there, that were promoting this idea as Jews, that they still had to do circumcision as the sign of the covenant of Abraham in order to suffer in order to be have salvation. And Paul was suffering persecution from them because he was saying, No, that does that is not necessary in order to be saved anymore. That well the old testament law has been fulfilled because Christ has now kept that covenant promise that was made to Abraham,
0: and that circumcision was that ongoing reminder of that promise. Yeah. Good. So so just so I'm understanding this right, they thought you said work righteousness but they thought that a circumcision was a work you had to do to be saved. Correct. Right. And so Paul's saying this is not the case. And that's what he says in verse uh, 11. If if I still preach circumcision, why do I suffer persecution? And that's, as you mentioned, you know, why would these people be persecuting me if I was still preaching that? So what it seems as though some of these false teachers were coming around saying, yeah, and Paul's on our side, you know, Paul's saying the same thing we are. Right. And that's, that's not at all what, what Paul's saying. That's not the case. I'm not preaching circumcision. Um, Not that, not that, It's a practice you shouldn't do, but he's saying, I'm not saying you have to do it, right? And then he makes the point, then the offense of the cross has ceased. And what is the offense of the cross? The offense of the cross is that it's a free gift for everyone who believes. That's the offense of the cross, is the idea that how in the world could this be absolutely free? There's no way it can be free. We have to do some sort of work to win salvation for ourselves. That's the offense of the cross, is that it's too easy, it's too simple. And that's what these false teachers were coming and saying yeah, 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 yeah. Paul said a lot of good things, but it's not completely free. Here's all the stuff you have to do now. And Paul says, "No, that's not the case." Uh, he says, "I wish those who would trouble you would even cut themselves off." And there, uh, the the literal Greek there is "emasculate yourself." Or uh, this uh, later on tonight at our evangelism seminar, our Sunday school is gonna, our Sunday school teacher is going to be teaching uh, on the Ethiopian eunuch, right? And so uh, that's the idea there is, I wish they would make themselves eunuchs rather than rather than preach this false teaching to to you because. Uh, what they're doing is they're trying to add works through this act of circumcision when we know that uh, there is no act of man that can that can save himself. Right. From yeah. the keeping of the law.
1: Right. Which is ultimately what Paul goes on to say there in verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. You should love your neighbor as yourself. But the whole point is he's making there is that we fulfill the law by looking at Christ, who has loved us greater than himself. And really we want to display that same kind of love to God. So, Yes, we know that faith without works is dead, but works does not equate salvation for our faith. So those they seem like the oxymorons there where they contradict each other, but ultimately they go hand in hand. Christ gets the glory for our salvation. We don't. And we give glory to Christ for our salvation with our acts and works and the things that we say and do to honor mm. and glorify him. Yep,
0: yep. Um, I wanted to couple more points I want to spend a little bit of time on. Number nine, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. That's a word I think we need to always make sure people know what it means. Leaven. Not, yeah, yeah. Leaven. Uh, leaven is another word for yeast. Um, we just talked about this in an adult instruction class I had recently, that uh, yeast is, you know, it's such a tiny – you add such a little bit of yeast to a big, you know, pile of dough, and yet that little bit of yeast, when you mix it all in the dough, what does it do to the, to the whole lump of dough? The whole thing blows up. The whole thing expands. It doesn't just – expand a little bit of the dough, it's it's the whole thing. And the same th- thing applies then to uh, false teaching is what the point that Paul's saying here is this little bit of, you know, if you say, well, the only thing God requires is circumcision, right? What are you doing? You're adding one little thing to God's word. You're adding one little work that you have to do to the work of Jesus' salvation. And really what that does is it takes away from the work of Jesus' salvation. And that little bit, we might say, well, it's not that big of a deal to just force this one thing or say you have to do this one thing. But Paul's saying, you add a little bit of false teaching, you add a little bit of work righteousness, and pretty soon it's going to blossom and spread and grow. And, you know, if you look at the history of the Catholic Church, that's what you see happening. You know, they didn't start off by selling indulgences for forgiveness. Right. They started off as a New Testament church, and over the course of over a 1,000 years, uh, this little bit of false teaching crept its way into church, into the church, and by the time you get to Luther, the, you see that happening.
1: All kinds of problems.
0: Yep. Yeah, so that's why we are so careful and so cautious and so uh uh detailed about making sure we stay faithful to God's word. You know, a lot of people refer to us as well, you're that strict church or you're the one who, you know, cares so much about every little jot and tittle and Yeah, we do. All of God's word is given for our learning and all of God's word is important to us and should be treasured by it by us. That's what Jesus said. Blessed are they who hear God's word and, and keep it, who treasure it, right? Jesus is the word.
1: Yeah. So if we're not treasuring the word what are we treasuring from Jesus? We're we're not treasuring all of him. Good point. Yeah.
0: And the other point I wanted to just spend a little minute on is, uh, this idea of being called to liberty. You know, as Christians, we talk, we talk about Christian liberty and it's not the same sense as like, you know, we have liberty in the United States and we think of that as you can do anything you want to do. You have complete freedom, uh, as Christians, we have liberty, but that liberty is is based on the, the salvation that Jesus won for us. Because he won salvation, because he went to the cross, because he suffered, because he died, now we have uh, freedoms in the way that we worship. So think of the Old Testament, they have the ceremonial laws, the Passover laws, the different feasts and everything they had to keep. Um, now in the New Testament, we have liberty with how we do those things. We worship, we worship every day of the week. You know, you know we have uh, every day of the week at some point during the the calendar year, we have a worship on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays um, in order to pray, give praise to our God. So we can worship anytime we want. We can worship anywhere we want in all things. We can give glory to God. And so we have Liberty, but Paul says here, yes, you have Liberty, but don't use your Liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Don't, just because we have a lot of freedom in the way that we worship and the, the way that we do things like we don't have to have circumcision. Uh, we don't have to keep many of the other old Testament laws. We don't have to tithe, but that doesn't mean, that we should allow this freedom that we have to be an offense to somebody else, or as an opportunity for our own flesh to say, "Well, if I don't have to tithe, though, well, I don't have to give any money at all," or if I don't have to, we don't know, we don't have to uh, uh, worship on on Saturday as I did in the Old Testament. Well, then I'm just going to worship once a once a year. That'll be my worship. Like you know, that's don't don't give your liberty an opportunity of the of the flesh.
1: Yes, totally so. agreed.
0: Any other thoughts or comments on this section here, Pastor? No,
1: no, I I think. The big takeaway I have is, you know, the offensiveness of the cross and why people don't want to follow it because Jesus has made it too easy and you'd expect a perfect parent to make it easy for us to get home. And that's what he's done.
0: Hmm. I like that. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the word of God made flesh. You dwelt among us, uh, becoming a human being, becoming our brother and our friend. Thank you for this great work and we pray that you would continue to bless us as we study that word and as we treasure the word that you have given to us. Help us to see it not as a list of rules and commands that we have to keep in order to get to heaven, but rather help us to see it as an, a request from you, you who gave us so much and did so much for us to win that way home for us to heaven. Help us to see that that great uh, work and to be motivated by it to say thank you to you in all we say and do. Bless us this day in Jesus' saving name. Amen. Amen. All right, a couple of, uple- couple of weekly updates and reminders today uh, are... Wednesday midweek online Bible class is canceled today uh, because we'll be having hosting our evangelism seminar here at church. That's right in the church sanctuary. Any and all are invited to come. Please plan on joining us tonight. Uh, that'll be from six o'clock to eight o'clock. Uh, we are having a potluck. You're welcome to bring something if you like, but please don't feel like you have to. Um, it's open to everybody. So uh, please don't let don't think. Oh man, I didn't make a make a dish to pass. so I can't go. No, we would like everyone there uh, to help us. As we learn about evangelism, how to evangelize among us, and how to uh, continue to share God's word with others as we have opportunity, and we have uh,
1: hopefully you're going to be planning to live stream it. So if you're living at a distance, you still be able to join us for that online. So with the live stream, normal thing, you go to the church uh, worship service when you open that up, and you'll be able to follow along with us there.
0: Absolutely, and we also have a program for. Uh, children as well there'll be a, a couple of our sunday school teachers who will be as i mentioned earlier uh, teaching a lesson on the ethiopian eunuch how philip uh, witnessed to him and how our kids can share their faith as well uh, tomorrow night i want to just highlight again for you that the adult choir will be meeting from 6 15 to 7 30 um, we added a great turnout last week for our first song in church um, so please plan on joining us for that and join your voices ours in singing praise to god this coming Sunday, the freshman carnival will be happening uh, after church. So if you'd like to support the freshman class, please plan on showing up for that. And then uh, finally, last announcement is the vo- annual voters, no, nope, quarterly voters meeting is coming up a uh, little under a month from now, October 16th. So just want to start getting that on your calendars. As far as our prayer list for today, uh, we continue to pray for Carrie Dale, John Hine, Will Rucker, Marlene Hannell. And Judy Milky, all of whom are dealing with, uh, well, the first four are dealing with cancer and diagnosis from that. Judy's still recovering from surgery as well. So we pray that God would continue to bless all of them with love, care, and strength. And then finally, we pray for Margaret Fraze. Tomorrow, Margaret will be having surgery on her back. Uh, this has been in the works for quite some time. So uh, quite a intense surgery as far as I understand it, too. So we pray that God would bless Margaret uh, as she prepares for that, and may the, her recovery go smoothly as well. And finally, our hymn of the day today is hymn 264 in the Red Hymnal. Preserve thy word, O Savior, to us this latter day, and let thy kingdom flourish, enlarge thy church, we pray. O keep our faith from failing, keep hope's bright star glow, let not from thy word turn us while wandering here below. Preserve, O Lord, thine honor, the bold blasphemer smite, Convince, convert, enlighten the souls in error's night. Reveal thy will, dear Savior, to all who dwell below, thou light of all the living, that men thy name may know. Preserve, O Lord, thy Zion, bought dearly with thy blood. Protect what thou hast chosen against the foe's dread brood. Be thou her great defender, when dangers gather round, e'en though the earth be crumbling, safe will thy church be found. Preserve, O Lord, thy children, thine own blessed heritage, Resist, disperse, and scatter those who against thee rage. Let thy commandments guide us, grant us thy heavenly food, clothe us in thy rich garments, but with thy precious blood. Preserve thy word and preaching, the truth that makes us whole, the mirror of thy glory, the power that saves the soul. O may this living water, this dew of heavenly grace, sustain us while here living, until we see thy face. Preserve in wave and tempest the, thy storm-tossed little flock, Assailed by wind and weather, may it endure each shock. Take thou the helm, O pilot, and set the course aright. Thus we shall reach the harbor in thine eternal light. Amen.